Hello and welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Rosempa. And I am Brady Steffel. All right, welcome in, Brady. How are you doing? And how's holding, your- holding tight. Life's, life's been good. Um, been taking on Korean cooking as of late. Oh, cool. What are you making? Uh, we made, oh my God. I can't remember what it's called. And uh, it's something <laughs> close to Bulgogi. And I'm like, I don't have Korean pronunciation. I study a lot of Western languages, but none of the Eastern ones. Um, but yeah, it's like a, 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 a beef ribs, but sliced with the bones being cut along with the meat. Oh, wow. So not, yeah, and then so you get those and then you, you it's garlic and ginger and uh, soy sauce and brown sugar and Asian pear and about it there's probably something else in there that i missed and then you marinate it and i grilled it it's pretty good i guess you can do it in the oven too and it turned out pretty good yeah so i made that and then i made some some asian broccoli or some sort of no you know did you get like a cookbook or something like that or did you just kind of go online or no i mean i've told you off air that like the doctor's like oh well i took this uh allergen panel and he's like well you're sensitive to these foods you got a couple of step out it's like well, what can i eat without cheese or milk what can i eat without and i already <laughs> yeah, can't eat gluten exactly. And like, well, what can I eat without bread and without cheese and like without vanilla is another one. Oh, there's a couple other things. <clears throat> and it's like, well, you can, there's some Korean food you can make. And it's like, fantastic. I'm gonna try this stuff. Cause I've never, I've never made it. And it's a lot more approachable than some of the other stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's like some Thai food stuff where if you wanted to make your own paste, it's just impossible. So I ordered a couple uh like gochujang and some other stuff. Off yeah, the... I have a really good cookbook. So if you ever want to borrow oh. it or whatever, yeah, it's really good. It's actually uh, Korean food made easy. And it really nice. has got some really fantastic recipes in it that, yeah, are, that are actually easy. They're not like this day long. Most of them yeah. weren't They're not bad. really that bad, no. I'm not going to make my own kimchi. Like, I'm not going that far. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I guess you don't I'm, want another refrigerator that you have to well, store yeah, stuff in. You, <laughs> traditional way is what, to bury it in the yard for a year, yeah. six months or something? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there was actually an episode of Mash where they thought that they found it basically a, a, a buried explosive, and they pulled it out. It was a kimchi pot. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. um, so that's a whole thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm well versed in how to make uh, stuff in French, the French style, because I worked in the French kitchen for a long time. But I, you know, that's it's a lot of work to learn the base layers of any culinary system, and it's like I'm I'm happy to get like the cheat and to buy some of the the pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I do love food. kimchi, I have to say. You know, you yeah. get really good kimchi. That's a good thing. But yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go and get a refrigerator and do it myself. And No, yeah. it's, and that's fine. And I also yeah. bought the uh, Anthony Bourdain uh, Layal cookbook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, if you like French cooking, I would recommend it because it's got a bunch of recipes and most of them are very approachable. A lot of fun. He talks so passionately about uh, cooking and food. And I, I do have a passion for it. Not at that level, but I do have that. Um, that desire to do some of that stuff and it's fun to read it and he passed and I really liked him uh, so sad when he passed and when you read it it's very much his, his voice if you've never read Kitchen Confidential I'd say oh I uh, love that book yeah it's yep. an awesome book it is well I mean I have to tell you that is just uh, it's it was kind of a wake-up call about restaurant culture yeah because I never worked culture. in a restaurant I worked in retail and other places but I never worked in in restaurants and I worked in restaurants I started at the Hy-Vee Deli when I was like 14 or 15 and I worked uh in restaurants working my way up until I graduated college in 05 06 05 06 whatever it was and then um I went out and before I found another job I got another uh another job in a restaurant uh when we lived out in Charlottesville 
and they're they're fairly the same across the board. You wind up with the same types of people who go there. It's one of the the truer meritocracies of anywhere that I've seen in my in, the, in my entire life. Because you mm-hmm. work hard, there's enough turnover where people will, will rise up, and eventually you'll just be like the sous chef of whatever mm-hmm. wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. And so that piece of it's really cool. But there's a lot of drugs and a lot of um, like alcoholism and just a lot of wild stuff that goes on uh, in the restaurant scene. And so while I miss the passion for the food and some of that excitement. Um, those people are nuts. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to all the, uh, the guys working in the, in the restaurant. Cause like there's genuinely a lot of passion and energy and excitement. And it was really one of the more exciting times of my life to be a part of that. But it was wild. Um, there was, it, it, I, I don't know that I could keep up doing that anymore. I mean, well, and I think it's a great, you know, like a young person career, but yeah, I mean, unless you're going to rise up and you're going to be a chef and, or an owner, and then you can kind of control the environment a little bit. I think it's a really, I don't know, it would probably be a youthful kind of fun thing to do when you're young. Yeah. And but, I think if you truly love food, you can, you can build your own. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of the restaurants around here that are have higher standards aren't that bad, but it's, I think it's, it's part and parcel. It's baked into the culture. And um, yeah, I'm sad to see Tony is gone, but if you want to hear his voice, pick up kitchen confidential again, or pick up the layout cookbook. Um, cause it's right there. It's just, you, when you read it, you can hear his voice. It's, it's so funny. Um, and he really resonated with your generation. I mean, that's just kind of your age group and such. It really kind of, you know, like there was a lot, there were a lot of people and not to say I wasn't sad when he passed, but I think there was just a, an age group of say 25 to 40 ish that was really, really, really devastated. So it yeah, just, it, I mean, it, I don't say that I was devastated and you know, like when Bowie died, that was, that was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I really looked up to Bowie. Um, and he just seemed like a genuine person, but, um, Anthony Bourdain, you, you knew that he was troubled. He has, you know, heroin addiction in his past and stuff and, and mental illness. And, um, you would watch his shows and he would bring a degree of truth and honesty and like acceptance of other cultures. That was very respectful. Cause I couldn't eat the stuff he ate. Like yeah. he got, he got famous yeah. for like eating seal eyes and stuff. Like if you watch some of his early seasons and those reservations, and I would say that I think it's went back. He went back to do no reservations again and, and passed while mm-hmm. it was yeah. being filmed. And some of the last episodes that, that were made of that were very, very good quality TV. Yeah. Very, I remember he quality. actually, he grew up in France, partly his, his yeah, I think his dad was French, family. I want to say, or his mom was French, but they would go back to France. And then um, he did this one episode where they talked about oysters and that just yeah. got me, not to say I needed to be hooked on oysters, but that got me more committed right. to oysters, which I actually love. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's just very passionate and um, yeah. that's cool. So it's been food stuff around the house. Uh, what with the dietary restrictions, figuring out new stuff to eat. So that's, that's what's happening here in Longmont. That's our uh, long way yeah. around. Of <laughs> you know, it is really funny though, given the circumstances and environment, a lot of people are really turning to cooking. It really is fascinating to see. Um, in fact, somebody I was speaking to today told me that the reason why you can't find a lot of pasta of different shapes, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've heard this, but it's because all the pasta makers decided to kind of start switching to spaghetti because they figured if people were going to make anything, they would make spaghetti. Really? So, I, yeah, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought found that really fascinating. It kind of logically makes sense, but hmm. I'll tell you, if you're trying to find any other shape other than spaghetti, because I'm not a huge, I absolutely love spaghetti, but as far as a pasta choice, if I have other choices, I will definitely grab other things other than spaghetti. Right. Yeah. And for gluten-free options, anybody who's wondering, uh, jovial penne is the one to get. Yes. Because it's, it's thick enough, yeah. it's robust enough that it, it holds up. It, it mostly tastes like noodles. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. A lot of the other ones taste like corn or buckwheat or something. And that's just, that's not what you want when you're having a pasta dish. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's good. It is a nice way to show like to, to, to experience something, to, to make something in a time when maybe you don't have a lot of other resources and you have a lot of downtime. Um, and I like to do it because I just enjoy doing it for people. I enjoy yeah. cooking for yeah. people. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a good thing. I, I like that people like to gather in the kitchen. I like that. Yeah. People are like, why are we always gathering in the kitchen? Can't we get out of the kitchen? It's like, I like that we're in the kitchen and it's all hot and people are talking and it's very casual and people are drinking and, and passing food around and drinks around and everybody's trying and sampling and just being engaged and put their, you know, sitting on the counter and just like, it's the guard is down when you're in the kitchen. And I, I would like say that. that that is the reason why you've been to my house and that's the reason why we have a very small house, but the kitchen is big. Yeah. It is the bigger, it is the biggest room of the house. Yeah but the rooms are tiny, you know, bedrooms tiny. I mean, most people look at our, our master bedroom and they'd be like, what oh, yeah. is this? <laughs> Yours 10, is tiny too. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, the kitchen is big and that's the place where I want people to hang out. I want people yeah. to hang out by the island and talk while we're cooking or something like that. Yeah. And so, I've never been one to say, oh, no, no, no. You need to go sit in the, the back or the parlor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or, the foyer. We don't have a par- or the billiard room, you know, like right. we have. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about what's what's the clock in here? Let's start over. Holy crap! Talking forever about our idols and uh, our our routines, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of Longmont, that's what's happening for me in Longmont. A lot of sticking around home, a lot of buying food, a lot of cooking. Um, and And you know, well, good. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say it was gonna push us toward the stuff that we actually talked about talking about. Yeah. So uh, in terms of food and going out to eat, uh, Main Street has done. Mm -hmm. Um the whole road closure thing and That's i'm right. curious what you think because after reading the internet's opinions on it it is a mixed bag what people are saying it's really funny bag. people i've spoken to don't really love the aesthetic of it yeah they like the spirit of it but yeah. you know, i think you mentioned this last week anyway yeah. and i i there isn't kind of an east berlin meets oklahoma city vibe about it you know like yes, oklahoma city i always think oklahoma city is always torn up and the interstate always has barrels and arrows always as i describe it so yeah. um yeah there's this you know, it, it would be nice if there was a way to decorate them, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And you know, I, I can't fault it too much. It's a really cool idea. And yeah. um, I, I just hope people are taking advantage of it, not only the public, but also the restaurants. And, and I drove down on yesterday, I think it was, I just mm-hmm. was curious to see who kind of had spread out on the main street. And I saw La Rosalie's and Oh, a few other places, but it didn't seem like, unless maybe they're grabbing, you know, they're putting chairs out there and they're grabbing them and putting them away. I just didn't yeah. see a ton of um, activity, but again, I was not there. So I, you know, forgive me for, but I was, we did go to Subba Tacos on Friday night, which was hopping. That was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, we did not go down main street kind of intentionally because if you go down there and you have a, every reason to go around it, you probably want to. And that, that was one of the big sentiments <laughs> that the, 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 the public on the internet was saying is like i don't know why you would take main street and they're like well it's five minutes it was like my god no i just go to county line go to hover do something yes you yes. probably don't want to take main street yeah. and i i really get that sentiment um that's tough that's just really hard to to drive through there it gets frustrating because you go like why can't we go a little bit faster mm-hmm. why do we stop at every single light so um, so i, I have- really feel for kimberly mckee over at the downtown development authority because i bet you it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't experience yeah. in other words people are probably you know critical because they did do it people are probably critical because they didn't you know do enough or whatever it is yeah. or and i 
you know, there is a no win situation with that. And no, I feel for, I feel for her because I think it's a cool idea and it's actually the city too. It's not just her, but yeah. the city doing that. And I just really feel for the people doing it because I think it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that they did do barriers because if you think about it, what was the other alternative? I mean, you do like, you know, stanchions oh. and hope that the cars stay. <laughs> yeah, traffic tape or something. Just like, you exactly. don't drive over the people dining yes. like two feet away from your car. <laughs> uh, that was one of that too. And it does look, I mean, it doesn't look great, let's be honest, because it's just a barrier of concrete. Yeah. Fast yeah. Things, but that's, yeah. I, do, I don't know what you can do. I exactly. threw out last time, we could get some cool graffiti artists, paint them all up. Or, or even like you could do like a, who's the guy, the Christo who did the fabric, you know, <laughs> get him to like get people to drape fabric on him or something like that or whatever, something. Or just something, you know, to do it. I think graffiti might be a little too involved. Or if you were in Berlin, you would just tag the heck out of it and yeah. people don't care in Berlin or other parts of Europe. You know, we're, we're very particular about graffiti here and, you know, there's this kind of sense of like, oh, if it's graffiti, it must be, you know, uh, you know, a uh, concern for crime or whatever. And in right. really Berlin and parts of Europe, it's like, eh, whatever. Artsy culture. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's funny because Munich is very, not much like that. And then Paris oh, yeah. is very into that. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's going on. Uh, we've also got road closures uh, between ninth and Hover. I don't really know what's going on over there. Looked it up and they just said, yeah, they're, they're fixing the road. What do you want? So, uh, well, and it's nine weeks too. That's the big thing. So you I got five, wanna... five. Is you got I five have. weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah. So still, that's a uh, kind of a long time. time. Yep, so but, you like, know, I keep holding out hope that they're going to actually put that sidewalk on a hover. I do, too. You know, that's people. the one I keep wanting to see. Like, are they going to make any movement to put a sidewalk down there? And, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the I, movement. I would very much like to see that because you do see people walking here. Almost yeah. every time I drive on hover, it's like uh, there's like a random guy <laughs> trying to get by. He's got a, a grocery bag from Target. It's like four blocks away, the poor guy. Yeah. Yes, you cross the street and you cross the street again, and then you add all this time and traffic. Like That's a Phil this. question. We should have asked Phil about that. Ask, we'll yeah. tell Phil. Yeah. Phil, what you've been yeah. up to? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we've got uh, we've got change uh, change of hands over at Martinis. I know you told you told me that off air. So what's the scoop? Martinis so, has got yeah, a new owner. So, so Sarah Morgan, who I understand was the former general manager of Martinis, has taken over the mantle of owner uh, from who was it? Carmen and Mark Sample. And it sounds like she wants to change out the menu. She's looking to really, Eric's, Eric's excited. I'm excited too. Uh, I've eaten at Martini's. I enjoy the experience. I think that they have a great patio space. I always I, want to go and hang out on their patio. Exactly. And I think that the patio has been, actually, I mean, that, I'm going to, for our older listeners, they're going to love me regaling in tales of Cafe Vienna. Because there was a place called Cafe Vienna a long time ago, and one of our listeners, John, will be like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> but but Cafe Vienna was like this, you know, as you can imagine, kind of this German-inspired Austrian mm-hmm. place to go get a giant pancake, and it was a breakfast spot, and you know, maybe it had dinner and that sort of thing. But um, and then it became kind of a host of other things, Crissairs, and then it turned into martinis, and and really they kind of used the martini and cocktails as a way to really utilize that that patio and it's awesome but i'd have to say you know sandy and i went there years ago and it was pretty moderately priced and the drinks were awesome right and it has progressively just gotten more and more expensive and i always thought to myself that i always felt like they thought this is gonna sound really bad they thought they were at a different echelon of dining than they really were Mm. like Mm. i thought it was kind of maybe a mid-range higher higher Mm mid-range but it's not uh, i'm gonna get in trouble for this not really fine dining right 
And I mean, if I'm thinking about a place that I'm going to go for an anniversary or a birthday, I can really maybe only think of really maybe one or two places in town. So you're thinking what, like Sugar Beet and... Sugar Beet, well, back in the day when they had other owners, but still, it's, you know, it's a nice place now. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what they're doing. I Tortugas. For a while. Yeah. Tortugas is a possibility, but... I think but Tortugas again, makes fantastic food. I'm oh, it's, to go to their there. fish is awesome. Yeah. But yeah. as far as the atmosphere of like having that kind of fine dining experience, I'm just not sure if it kind of reaches people's expectations. No, I would say, what I would say is that... Uh, Tortugas is one of my favorite restaurants. I seldom yeah. eat there because it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's, oh, well, I'll get you should this. go now because they've lowered things a little bit. It's more Have approachable. They, yeah. I know that on Wednesdays they had uh, spend buy, buy two meals and you get a free bottle of wine, which is yeah. a ripping deal. Yes. Um, and that was great because we can walk there. You yeah. kill a bottle while you're there. Absolutely. And you just sort of like take your shoes off and wander home. I think it's in the winter, so probably not, not actually. But um, yeah, you can walk it. But that's a great restaurant for stuff like that. And I don't mind. I don't need to get super dressed up for an anniversary. Typically, no. I'll just make dinner anyway. But. Uh, well, and again, we're in, we're in Boulder County in Colorado. Nobody's yeah. really going to be wearing a tie and a suit to go out to dinner anywhere, no. really, unless no. maybe you're going to the Flagstaff house or something it's like your, that. But your sucker suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that's the cool thing about, you know, Sandy and I would go there, you know, affectionately. We love that place. We, in fact, it was the first place we went to after we decided to go dine out. Mm. Um, that we thought, hey, you know, we can go out and social distance and go dine out. And it was really cool to be on their patio as well. Yeah, they've got a cool and, patio. Yeah, I mean, I it's, like you know, and I think their preparation of seafood is, is bar none, like the best just about in the county. And I think it's yeah. just amazing. So to have, to have a seafood place by. in the middle of nowhere. Because we're, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> yes, exactly. but it's, it's, I mean, I say that because I come from Lake Country and there's, yeah. there's walleye and stuff and that's what's popular there. We, I didn't eat salmon until I left the state, I don't think. And then you move out east where we live for a while and then there's, there's seafood everywhere. And we live in, I mean, as far away from an ocean as you can get on yeah. both sides. Yeah. And so to have fish at all and then to have fish of that quality, I'm just saying they're doing yeah. a good job. So back I, back to getting back to martinis, I'd say now if they could just change them, <laughs> I think it would be a welcome change to change yeah. them. And I think yeah. Longmont's ready for that. Um, it yeah. sounds like she wants to start introducing vegan dishes or uh, dishes that have uh, vegan options to them. And so they've got some smoked quinoa with uh, vegetables and that type of thing. They've, they've recently added, she's extolling the virtues of the head chef saying, uh, the, the chef is great at this. We're going we're gonna to approach this more. We're going to stick our toes in the water this first one. We're going to move toward that. Uh, I'm into it. You know, that's that's cool. awesome. I'd go for it. Yeah. yeah I, absolutely. I mean, really, Longmont has kind of got a plethora of like brew pubs and yep. casual dining scenes. So anything you can do to separate yourself, I think absolutely yeah. go for it. Yeah. No, and I think that there's there's a lot of good restaurants. Um, a lot of the stuff on the Main Street Corridor, I wouldn't say, I'd say it's all good, but nothing's exceptional. Uh, mm-hmm. There's stuff that I really like. Can you hear my cat? <laughs> <laughs> cat's crying outside the door Uh, the feeder go no you'll hear the feeder here in in four minutes it's gonna sound like a bunch of marbles falling into a coffee cup (laughs) i'm on the mic with my friends all the time you know it's funny i want to be a very delicate here i think there is some really good food downtown yep but again i think that's always been a blind spot for longmont and a lot of that really bothers me because a lot of people go oh well longmont can't support fine dining and i think that's a bunch of bs I really right. do. I mean, Boulder has got so many fine dining restaurants. I mean, it's it's probably a little saturated. I can't believe that Longmont. Yeah, I think we could have a, a couple more support options fine sure. dining options. Yeah. Because I've got to say, when I go to Tortugas, I'm spending fine dining money. Yes. Because if yes. you get the special, 
you get an app, you get a, a drink. Yeah. You're there. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. So and I don't have a problem doing that once in a while. I'm not yeah. the kind of guy to go out a lot, but I, I would, I would welcome other places. Anyway, to, to quit grousing about the fine dining scene, a <laughs> couple of bougie right, so turds. Let me get on to something else. Do some good news. Mountain Sun looks like they're going to be opening all their locations very soon. So I just mm-hmm. got an email from them over the weekend that said they're going to be opening, but they're still offering growlers. Cool. So that includes Longspeak Pub here over on Longspeak and yeah, and Main Street. So hopefully that hopefully they'll kind of look at maybe spreading out a little bit. I don't know what they're looking at doing, but you know they have the old space that was Bin Forty Six owned by the same commercial real estate firm. I can only imagine that they would maybe let them use the entire patio, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool if they did. Oh, here we go. Oh, nice. That's nice. Is that the cat? Nice. That's the cat feeder. Um, no, want to say uh, very uh, heartfelt. Um, goodbye to Allen Ginsberg, who was the um, who was the developer of New, with Newmark Merrill, who did the the uh, Twin Peaks. It's not Twin Peaks. Village, it's of, the Peaks. Village of the Peaks. Small. Uh-huh. I met Allen uh, several times, and he was always really nice. And um, I think he had a pretty good vision for what that that center would look like and what it would turn into eventually. And it was really sad to hear him his passing. Um, the other one too is is not passing necessarily, but visit Longmont Nancy Rezac, who we've had on the show a few times, um, has uh, stepped away or um, is no longer with Visit Longmont. So we're not really sure of the circumstances, nor are we really going to get into that. But I just wanted to say I really enjoyed working with Nancy too as well. Cursorily, it sounds like just revenue is down and they were getting money to fund Visit Longmont through um, hotel stays, basically, taxes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's, That's the story that I heard. Um, yeah, so uh, in completely other news, Longmont has opened its first safe lot, in quotes, um, in partnership with um, a church in town and Hope, which is homeless, homeless outreach providing encouragement. It's a local nonprofit. And they have uh, opened up space in a local church parking lot for overnight stays for RVs, etc. I'm sure we've all seen them around town at this point. Roughly the same color RV uh, that like sort of at 70s, early 80s um, tan color. There's a lot of those around parked in yeah. spots in town yeah. and you're always kind of wondering. Uh, it's people making do as best they can, I guess. And it looks like they have space now to support people uh, doing 10 spots a night and they're going to have, or they have access to bathrooms and showers. So you can get out, use the bathroom shower, um, access to community indoor space in the mornings and in the evenings, uh, not during the day. Um, and they had a story of a couple that had been living out of their car for a while. And it was, it was actually really interesting. Um, puts it in a very positive light as I assume that they would want it. Um, but they were able to go in, find a community, find support, find a way to get back on their feet. And now they're both working and they're hoping to save up enough to get back to their own, their own digs, move on, you know, park in their own driveway, I guess, and, and sleep in their own, uh, apartment or house. So, um, that was pretty interesting. And do you, can you tell listeners where that is? Is that public knowledge? I'm just curious. You don't have to give exact address. No, I don't know that I actually heard or didn't internalize the name of the church, but they're working in partnership with the church and they said that they want to start another one in another church. Oh, okay. And I don't know if it was named by name. Yeah. So, okay. I was just curious. I, I can't. And remember. I also, you know, it's, it's interesting. Somebody asked me about the homeless population and I've not had a sense of where it is right now this summer or how, um, the increase is um, what's been going on as far as the increase or what's, what's going on as far as um, the, the population, whether it's 
it's kind of subsided, remained the same, increased dramatically. I'm just curious, actually, maybe it'd be a good idea for us to get Joseph on from Hope, who's the director. It would be interesting to have somebody who knows a lot about, about it. it. Yeah. See it's what's... A, yeah, I mean, it's a controversial topic in town. It's a controversial yeah. topic in many cities oh, these days. It is. It but is. Um, it's one of those things where you can get the lay of the land and kind of understand the, the situation. Because I can't speak intelligently. I know a lot of the, the rough stuff from the work that I've done. Um, but I can't dive into the minutiae. You know what? I want to just say that Brady can speak intelligently. He just says he can't speak intelligently about the subject, I think is what he meant to say. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> every once in a while, we do speak intelligently. But try, it is side dish, so you just never know. Try to yeah. sound intelligent sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's one of those things that like you can get stuff wrong, and I don't want to be – I don't yes. want to put false information yes. out into the world. I just want to – you know. I want to give an honest assessment of the way that it is. And it's a hard place to live for a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, especially recently, there's been, I mean, such a crazy increase in house prices and stuff that people are getting pushed out. So sympathy there, you know, that's a, that's a big complicated issue. It is a big, big conversation. But um, the other thing too, I want to mention too, and I think it'd be really cool to get more information about this, but I heard this morning on a phone call that I was on that there is actually an African American owned brewery East of town. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kind of follow up on that and we'll, yeah. I'm just teasing it out there just to see if we can find some more information, but I really find that fascinating. So yeah, uh, that'd be I, really cool. I, I'm no longer the person to ask about the brewery scene, but with the lack of beer drinking due to yes. the, yes. <laughs> the Well, and the, and quite frankly, I mean, it's an area where, where people of color really are, are not very represented as far as the brewery scene. So and again, no, that's, that's yeah. very much a, yeah, like a white hipster thing to do. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, I feel like that's sort of my demographic. I'm not what you'd call you are a white hipster. hipster. White hipster. But yeah, like, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, you get on there, it's kind of what you get. So um, it's, that's a cool, that's a cool thing. I'd like to, um, like to know. We that. are going to be having a guest next week who is um, Eric over at, um, uh, Eric Mason, I believe, is over at the Longmont Museum. I mean, I know he's over at the Longmont Museum, but he's the resident historian for Longmont and knows the person who's, uh, we kind of count on to give us history. And so we can kind of ask him some really cool questions about Longmont. Well, it's founding. What we should do things. is in the future, get like, see if he'll send us little story snippets. So we don't have guests. We have something better to talk about than our Anthony Bourdain cookbooks. I think it was really pretty cool today. to Talk about that. I mean, I love I the fact it. your cat interrupted and you know, it's awesome. So <laughs> you're just, working out on this but my final topic for you is that a person told me today they said you know since covid is your is your tagline really relevant anymore so our tagline is podcast about longmont which to me is relevant even uh, though we kind of go off rails sometime and talk about other communities. Oh, sometimes yeah, but sometimes. all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know oh yeah. so Given the fact that things have changed so much, and we're actually talking about closures probably more than openings, which is a sad statement of affairs, I'm not saying we should change the tagline, but you can maybe think about something. You're the creative guy. You're the creative Ooh. juices here. Brady, incidentally, you know, we have these stickers. So if you want a sticker, just reach out to us at info at sidedishlongmont.org. You know, these wonderful stickers, Brady came up with the tagline and stickers that say occasionally interesting. And in fact, when I was hiking last week and I had somebody say, what the heck is side dish? And why oh. is it occasionally interesting? So said pretty cool. Here, you won't be bored for the entire episode. <laughs> if you are, no refunds. <laughs> exactly. You get, you get what you pay for. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is interesting because these days there's been a lot more focus on like the, the ins and the outs and the, the distancing and the, so, I mean, 
sometimes stuff that you you could really use do you ever need to know this stuff yeah you'll figure it out somewhere else um well exactly yeah and you know one of the things we might want to revisit that we visited a long time ago is that we talked about the top things or top reasons why you'd want to live in longmont i think it'd be really cool to visit that again yeah we can go back to that why not dig it up no so i think that would be a, a pretty neat thing to do and um there are probably some other topics we can go back to and i want to announce this to you and our audience is the fact that we have 2500 downloads of our podcast thus far Woo! big celebration and we're making mad bank closing on 50 episodes so today is number 42 in a collector's series so um you know whether you want them or not you have them on tape yeah (laughs) we're providing the service that nobody asked for (laughs) all right well i think we should probably call it yeah. Um, and the, uh, the people turn this off without feeling bad that they're hanging up on us. That's right. That's right. Um, I do want to thank uh, Jessica Carson for the song Long Gone. It's music for your week. As always, thanks to Andy Epler for our intro music. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or of course, wherever you download your pod content. Reach out to us at info at sidedishlongmont.org to get a wonderful sticker or tell us, hey, you guys are really great or you guys suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Brady, as always. Thanks, sir.